Welcome to our Sunday Sermon Podcast with City Harvest AG Church. Wherever you are in life, we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Here at City Harvest, we believe in the undiluted Word of God and the teachings here will enhance your understanding of the Scripture and will help you grow and mature as a Christian. So we hope and pray that you will be blessed by this sermon. Today's sermon is brought to us by Pastor Shine Thomas. When I was a small child, I was in Calcutta and we stayed a little far from school. So my dad had arranged a school bus where we would go to the bus stop, the bus would come and friends would wait and in the bus, we had a good time going to school and coming back from school. So as usual, one day I got ready and 15 minutes before, I reached the bus stop and uh, waiting for the bus to come, but the bus did not come on time. And I waited 10 minutes, no bus, 20 minutes, we all getting anxious and waiting time for school, 30 minutes, 45 minutes time for school to start in an hour and the bus has not come and we are waiting and waiting and waiting whether the bus will come or not. Incidentally, the bus had a breakdown and we could not get that bus. We had to finally take a government bus and reach school two periods late. But it was like eternity waiting for that one, one and a half hours for our school bus. Have you ever prayed for something and waited like that in your life? You have desired certain things. God has promised you certain things. And you are praying in the presence of God and you're waiting and waiting and it seems an eternity for you and it is not coming to pass. How to handle such delays in your life? When your prayers are not getting answered and you know that God has promised you certain things, how do you handle those delays? And what do you do as you wait for the promises of God in your life? Well, I want to bring to you a message entitled, Waiting for God's Time. No man is always in a hurry. You know, we want the traffic signals to be clear always and we cannot even wait two minutes for a red signal. We do not like to wait in the queue. Technology has made man impatient and we want everything quickly. But we must understand there are certain lessons that we learn in waiting that we do not learn otherwise in life. And that's why God sometimes wants us to wait for his promises to be fulfilled in our lives. Some of you are waiting right now. You're waiting for your marriage partner. You're waiting for uh, maybe a visa to come through. You're waiting for your next job opportunity. You're waiting for your non-believing family member to come to faith. You're waiting to heal a relationship. And there are so many areas at different points in our lives. We wait in the presence of God. We must understand that this great God that we serve is not contained in time. God created this universe and brought this universe into existence, created man and woman and set him in time. But God who created the universe, God who created everything around us and us, God has his own timetable and we cannot fast forward the time of God in our lives. 
if god has created you if god has brought you in one particular family god has given the education that god has given to you god has a right time for every breakthrough in your life and we need to learn to wait in the presence of god you know in ecclesiastes chapter 3 and it's verse 11 the bible says he has made everything beautiful in its time so god has a particular time god has an appointed time and we need to be willing to wait for god's time in our lives a delay is not a no from god okay if you are getting your answers delayed you're praying for long and it's getting delayed it's not a no from god in our lives i want you to see the creation scene can you imagine the time when god created man and woman and placed him in the garden and what happened man sinned by eating the fruit that he was not supposed to eat he sinned against god and god came and chased him out of the garden of eden but remember genesis chapter 3 was 15 god did not just abandon man outside the garden but god also gave him a provision of redemption where he can get back to the creator god now our god is gracious even when he punishes he knows a way out of that to bring us back to him in the first love So in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 is called as the proto evangelion scholars say that this is the first gospel message ever preached that what did god say i will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and her offspring god spoke to the serpent and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel in other words the offspring the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent and god was promising about the salvation through jesus christ god was promising about uh, the death of jesus by which we have returned back to god we have a time getting back to god through what christ has done on the cross of calvary thousands and thousands of years before christ was born god promised and how long did it take for that promised son to be born it took thousands of years that's god's appointed time you know when god promised the, that the seed of the woman eve was thinking that if my first born is a boy she will deliver us out of this bondage and what happened in genesis chapter 4 eve gave birth to the child and all they were looking for whether it's a male child or a female child because if it is a male child probably this is the seed of the woman and look at genesis chapter 4 and this verse 1 adam made love to his wife eve and she became pregnant and gave birth to cain uh, she said with the help of the lord i have brought forth a man oh adam this is a man maybe this is the person who is going to reverse the curse that happened because of our disobedience but it was not cain it was not in that generation at all and god they had to wait thousands of years for the messiah to come 700 years before Christ the same prophecy by uh, prophet Isaiah the virgin will be with child and she will conceive and give birth to a son and you shall call him Emmanuel God with us can you see the promise of God 700 years before Christ and the Israel is waiting for the messiah and no sign of messiah and God kept on talking to them through the prophets telling that wait the messiah is coming wait for the time of the lord he is going to send the redeemer and you have to wait for the messiah and israel had been waiting all through the old testament and then now when you see between the old testament and the new testament god becomes absolutely silent after malachi to matthew there is 400 years of silence from god 
God never rose up a prophet. God never spoke through any mediums. And people of God know that a Messiah is coming, but they cannot hear from God anything. There is no encouragement from God. They're all left to themselves. They have the scripture, they have the promise, but they are not able to hear from God. What happened in this 400 years? If 400 years, if God was silent, does it mean that God was not working? If you look into the intertestament history, a lot happened. Even though God did not speak directly to the children of Israel, God was turning the wheels of history to send Jesus at the appointed time. You have heard about Alexander the Great, right? Alexander the Great. Why is he called Alexander the Great? Some 300 years before Christ. Uh, he had a very short reign, but in that short time, he became the world leader. He occupied major territories of the world through violence and warfare. And Alexander the Great did something called as transferring the Greek philosophy to the places that he uh, conquered. In other words, he Hellenized, that is, giving the Greek philosophy, Greek literature, Greek language. That what happened? Every places under his reign, people started to write Greek and people started to speak Greek. And if you really see now, the New Testament was written in Greek. God was working. Even though they could not feel it, God was working behind the scene to bring Jesus Christ. And then you can also understand when you see the intertestament period that during this time, the Hebrew Old Testament scripture was translated to Greek. Why was it translated to Greek? So that not only the Jewish people, now the Bible, the Old Testament scripture is available to every person in this Greek Roman area where they can understand the word of God. See, God is working. Even when we are thinking that God is not working, God is working behind the scenes. God not only works through our lives, God works through the governors, God works through our employers, God works through everything around us for the glory of God in our lives. Amen? Then there is something called as the diaspora. What is diaspora? The Jewish people were spread around the land. And wherever they went, they took the scripture with them. They took their, oh, the Torah. They took the Old Testament scripture. And what happened? They became a light to the Gentiles. And there are some group called as the proselytes who are the Gentiles because of knowing the one true God of the Jews. They turn to the Yahweh God. And there are many Gentiles coming and getting baptized and joining Judaism, worshipping the Yahweh God just because of the diaspora, just because Jews were scattered from the promised land. And then comes the Roman emperor. Somewhere around 63 BC, the Romans came and conquered. And most of the territory where Alexander the Great, the Greeks were ruling, now the Romans are ruling. You know what the Romans did? The Romans brought in a principle called as the Pax Romana. What is Pax Romana? Roman peace, right? What is Roman peace? Instead of getting into war, they would uh, allow the local people to rule over the areas where they are ruling, but they would get the tax out of those places, right? Herod was ruling in Israel and heavy taxation to the Roman government, but they made Roman peace. And because of this Roman peace, you know what they did in the time of this peace? 
they developed the road systems you know the old silk route from china all the way to africa was developed by the romans during this time and developed they developed the postal systems they developed amazing sea routes all the way from different parts of the world people could connect through various sea routes so what happened god was preparing when the messiah would come his messages the gospels and when then paul would come and the other new testament writers would come they would write the epistles it was the appointed time that the message of the cross the message of the gospel the message of salvation from one place would spread throughout the roman world but god was preparing in the intertestament period 400 years of silence when the children of israel see there is not a prophet there is not a single person who is talking to them from god but god was working behind the scene and when you think that something is not happening your promises are getting delayed and you do not know why there is so much of delay in your life i want to tell you silence does not mean that it is a denial even when you feel that god is silent there is god working on your behalf behind the scenes can i hear an amen church amen that's why in galatians chapter 4 and this was 4 and 5 paul says but when the set time had fully come this is god set time a 400 years of silence god was working and that was a set time god sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship amen so while god's people were waiting god was still working for the appointed time god has an appointed time nobody can stop it no demons can stop it no satan can stop it no people can stop it the wonderful promises god has given for you in jesus name amen abraham waited some 25 years for a child so waiting is a theme a discipline that we find throughout the bible Abraham waited 25 years. Moses waited some 40 years before he could take leadership. Joseph waited some 13 years before he could be made the prime minister of Egypt. And most of this 13 years was not easy. He spent in a prison in Egypt. He was thinking of dark days, nobody to talk for him, but God was working behind the scenes. the woman with an issue of blood waited 12 long years she went to many doctors many people cheated her of her money but one day jesus christ walked to her town and she had the faith to know that this is her appointed time and she went and touched the hem of jesus garment and here is a time she's healed after 12 long years what suffering she would have gone through no social gatherings social stigma around her she's unclean but she had an appointed time for god to heal her there's a man who was crippled for 38 long years by the pool of bethsaida 38 years there was nobody to put him to the water when the water is stirred but one day the son of god walked through that place and said take up your mat and walk after 38 years of waiting comes the appointed time of god many times when we start our christian lives our prayers are sometimes quickly answered and we have that faith and it's only when we mature in our christian lives that god develops maturity by enabling us to wait and that's a principle we find throughout the bible 
a discipline of waiting in the presence of God. And the psalmist will cry out. And David said in Psalm 25, in verse 3, No one who hopes or waits in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Psalm 37, verse 7 onwards. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Psalm 37 and his verse 34. Hope in the Lord. Wait in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. As you hope for the Lord, as you wait for the Lord, God will fulfill his promises. That's what the psalmist is crying out. Come to Psalm chapter 40 and his verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the miry clay and he put my feet on a rock to stay. And he gave me a new song in my mouth. If we have to sing that new song, the new song comes after much waiting in our lives. And that's the biblical principle over here. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 4. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ears has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. If you're waiting for something in your life today and if you feel that it is getting that delayed, I want to tell you, my God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Your time will come. God has an appointed time in your life. Four things to remember when you wait on the Lord. Remember these four things. Remember there is a natural delay between planting and harvesting. There's a natural delay between planting and harvesting. You know, if you go and plant a mulberry tree and then next day you want to look for fruit, does it come? Does it not come? There's a natural delay between planting and harvesting. God called Abraham to come out and I will make you the father of many nations. And he came out. Did he get the child immediately? No. After 25 years of waiting. So there is obedience, listening to God, walking in faith, and that's a natural process. There's a natural delay between harvest, planting and harvesting. Secondly, Remember, there is an unseen battle going around. There's an unseen battle going on. While you are waiting, there's a battle that is happening in the heavenlies. Battle between God's angels and demons. Right? Many times we don't see that battle in our naked eye. For every progress of yours, the enemy is not happy. For every promises for yours to be fulfilled, the enemy is not happy. If the enemy can stop at Jesus, right from his birth to the cross, and if Jesus can be triumphant, even though it comes against us, can triumph over us. But there is a real battle that we face in the heavenlies. And Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So there is an unseen battle going on. And if you read the book of Daniel, we can find that battle is shown to us in a little light when Daniel prayed. Daniel prayed and for 21 days he did not get the reply. But after 21 days he gets the reply and the angel tells him the reason why the reply was delayed. Come to Daniel chapter 10 verse 12 onwards. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. 
since the first day you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your god your words were heard look at the word of word in the bible from the first day when you started praying your prayer has been heard in the new testament jesus improves that and he say that even before you come to your heavenly father he knows what you're going to pray for right so even before that need comes to you you do not know what is going to be your need towards the end of 2021 but even before that he has seen your future and he knows about you but what happened in daniel's case since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your god your words were heard and have come in response to them but the prince of the persian kingdom this is demons the devil resisted me 21 days 21 days there was a battle going on in the heavenlies a spiritual battle then michael one of the chief princes came to help me because i was detained there with the king of persia oh the battle was so intense our battles belong to the lord and god felt okay i need to send michael even more powerful than these angels as so michael went and fought for uh, daniel and the reply came to him so while you are praying while you are waiting while you are seeking god god is fighting a battle for each and every one of us today as you are sitting over here the battle is going on and if god is for us who can be against us all things work together for the good of those who love him who are called according to his purposes can i hear an amen church so a delay is not a denial delay is not a denial in the presence of god thirdly god requires us to wait to keep in step with his timing you cannot fast forward god's timing okay god is not bound by time only we are bound by time and god has a time for everything right so god wants us to keep in step with his timing right what if god gives everything that you ask for and you are not capable ready enough to handle these things in the meantime god is preparing us right god is preparing us as a young child i wanted to do pastoral ministry i used to go to every pastor who would come to our church as guest pastor or my local pastor and say is is god wanting me to do full time ministry none of them told me that i have got a pastoral ministry but i had a passion i had a heart to do pastoral ministry i had a heart to pioneer and build a church for the lord jesus christ none of them told me had somebody told me earlier and i would have started it would have been a big disaster in my life you understand what i'm telling you god has a time that when the time was right he sent me the circumstances he opened the doors so that we could pioneer the church and it just grew up you understand what i'm telling you when my children were small they used to play with scissors okay and chill small children like knives and scissors and things like that right and what we had to do we had to keep it away from them keep it at a high place that they will not take it now my children are adults we don't have to hide scissors anymore we have to hide something else now okay we don't have to hide scissors anymore they are aged enough to know how to handle scissor so god requires us to wait to keep us in step with his timing and in the process what is god doing god is preparing us god is maturing us and god is preparing us remember when israel was in egypt 400 years of bondage 400 years they were praying to god god salary is cut uh no proper wages no proper food 
and we are enslaved in this place do you remember the promises of god we have told our forefather abraham that canaan is a promised land and why are we stuck over here don't you hear our cry 400 years they were praying after 400 years when god chose moses and god was revealing his will to moses uh, in the burning bush you see god's perspective over here in exodus chapter 3 verse 7 to 10 the lord said i have indeed seen the misery of my people in egypt so when you go through that circumstances when you go through that pain when you go through that difficulty god has already seen it even though you do not hear from god god is seeing you god is watching over you for 400 years i've been watching your people secondly look at that i have heard them crying out because of the slave drivers god has heard us even when you are praying and when nobody is answering you when you think that things are not moving around in your life god has already heard you look at the third aspect i am concerned about the suffering god is concerned Do you know that God is more concerned about you than you caring for your own self? If God has given you birth, if God has formed you in your mother's womb, is he not concerned about your future? Is he not concerned about your health? And God has proved that over here and telling that I am concerned every pain that you're going through, every sufferings that you're going through, every rejection that you're going through. My God is telling this morning, he's concerned about you. You are thinking how will you live your life alone? how will you live without a job what will happen to my marriage more than you my god is concerned about you verse 9 and now the cry of the israelites have reached me every tear of yours every cry of your heart you don't even have to say lord but when you say oh what's happening to me and when you roll in your bed not knowing what is your future not knowing where will your help comes from that cry reaches the throne room of god that's our god and he's telling in verse 10 i am sending you to pharaoh to bring my people the israelites out of egypt god was preparing moses in the meantime god was preparing israel in the meantime and god was also preparing pharaoh for the great deliverance that god is going to do for the children of israel so when we are waiting for god's time god is preparing us in the meantime remember uh, when waiting is not easy it is always a test it is always a test can you imagine uh, abraham waiting for his son for 25 long years and what did abraham do Abraham went out of his father's house kept shifting tents and keep building altars and worshiping the Lord okay i'm just thinking in my mind uh, in today's scenario what if abraham has pitched his tent all the way from kotonur and he has come to hbr layout over here now he needs to go to the saloon to get his hair cut okay abraham needs a haircut and he goes to the saloon and that person over there is not seen abraham before hey man i have not seen you where are you i just pitched tent from kotonu oh welcome to our town now what type of haircut would you like to have keep it short he is a child of god not doesn't not mean that if you have long hair you are not a child of god okay maybe he said keep it short okay by the way what's your name abram you know what is the meaning of abraham father of a multitude oh Abram how old are you 95 how many children and grandchildren 
none what the barber would have thought he would have laughed in his heart how many answers he would have had to give waiting in the presence of god so waiting is always a test waiting for that promises of god to fulfill in your life is not easy it can be frustrating sometimes we can get impatient we can tell the lord i want it now i can't wait beyond 2021 i want it in this year it can become nervous we can become nervous oh lord if this does not happen in this timeline i am going to lose it waiting can become complaining sometimes lord i don't know why you are not answering my prayers they are all prospering but it's not happening in my life it can lead to questioning lord am i really your child what is wrong with me have i not served you faithfully waiting is a test you can get frustrated i don't understand why god is treating me like this lord why am i being treated like this it can get us irritated and we can also try to manipulate god when we are waiting if you are waiting in the presence of god it is a test right now god is testing you to stay put and trust in the lord because greater doors are about to open if you just wait for god's timing in your life god always fulfills his promises we must understand that god is never late god is never late can somebody say god is never late turn to your person sitting next to you if your spouse is there turn and tell god is never late amen god has a perfect time and is never late how practical this relates to us isn't it amen what are the consequences we face when we fail to wait for god if we go to overtake god what happens what are some of the consequences we face when we fail to wait for god we step out of the will of god and we don't want to be in such a place i don't want to step out of the will of god and do things by my own self where god is giving me his provisions his grace his angels his blessings to fulfill his plan in my life i don't want to do that do you want to do that wait if we fast forward and run away from god we miss out of the will of god in our lives secondly we delay god's blessings in our lives we delay god's blessings in our lives thirdly if we fail to wait for god we bring pain and suffering for ourselves pain and suffering for ourselves take the life of abraham god told him i am going to give you a son through sarah right abraham got impatient some 16 20 years into the walk and here sarah comes with a beautiful idea they thought it was beautiful it's not a good idea they are stepping ahead of god said so take this maid servant hagar and have a child through her they are running ahead of god my dear child of god nobody can outsmart god nobody can overtake god and escape scot free there are consequences and there is pain and suffering when we overtake god young people god has a time for every desires of your heart don't overtake god's timing it is god's desire that you should be married it's god's desire that you need a partner but don't fast forward god's principle and god's timing in your life they had a child hagar and can you imagine the pain and suffering it has caused not only abraham was suffering everybody around them went through agony because heartache and suffering 
for others around us when we step ahead of God. And most of the times, it costs us financially. It costs us financially. Brothers and sisters, I just want to close with final aspect of this message. But this is such an exhaustive subject of waiting on the Lord. As I did my studies, my devotion on this last week. And the other aspects of waiting on the Lord is there in our website. The message is uploaded. You may go and meditate on it on the aspects of waiting on the Lord. And if you are on waiting in the presence of God, I think you should go and read it. But for my time constraints, I want to conclude by telling, what are we to do while we are waiting? That's where many people get missed. Lord, I'm waiting. Are you called for ministry? Yes. What are you doing now? I'm waiting. No, we don't wait like that, doing nothing. We are to do something as we are waiting, right? Are you getting married? Yes. Do you have the person? No, I'm waiting. What are you doing in between? Right? So here are some of the tips that can really practically help you as you're waiting in the presence of God. Number one, very simple. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Don't give up. Don't give up that intimacy with God. Don't give up that private conversations with God. You can do it in your room. You can do it as you lie down on your bed. You can do it as you drive to work. You can sit in your table and spend that intimate time with God and share your heart with Jesus. It's just a talk with God and develop that communion with God, that friendship with God. You know, God called Abraham his friend. Jesus called his disciples his friend. Do you have Jesus as your friend? A friend shares everything. There is nothing closed. And you need to continue to pray. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. These are Jesus' words. Are we spending that private time with Jesus? Or are we so busy finding out a solution for our own self? Stop everything. Start praying. Start praying about it. Spend time this week praying for God's plans in your life. And you see how God will become real to you. Secondly, as you're praying, keep on serving. Keep on serving. Let me ask you, many of you are waiting. But let me ask you, are you serving somewhere? What is serving? Serving God. God has given you talent as you're waiting. God has gifted you as you're waiting. God has a plan for you as you're waiting. You see Abraham... His child came in some other territory, but all through he was walking, building altars, worshipping and serving God. Can you imagine what Abraham did? He served God in the community. He had a good respect of outsiders. When he wanted a place for his wife's burial, people were just giving it freely to him. It's not that his uh, promise is getting delayed and he was in a pity party and not doing anything. He was involved. He was serving. And if God has called you, and you're waiting for something, don't procrastinate. Start serving in whatever capacity you can in the presence of God. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Never be lack in zeal. Never be lack in zeal. Yesterday I was spending some time with our worship team and I felt that I should tell you this. Four things that can take you up. This is from my experience. Nobody has taught me. Four things that can take you up. No, I, it is good for many of you young people as you are waiting on the Lord. Number one is your anointing and calling. 
you cannot do anything without that call from god even secular spiritual whatever it is god has a call god has given you an anointing for that so you need to make sure that you receive that calling you have that anointing in the presence of god do you have that young people have you been filled with the spirit of god are you full of the holy spirit are you drunk with the new wine of the holy spirit we need that anointing without that you cannot move forward second is your talent and spiritual gifts god has given you talents natural talents god has given you spiritual gifts to serve in the community you need to work on that we cannot hierarchify this right it's all together don't tell this is this thing the third thing that needs for you especially young people young boys and girls listening to me the third thing that needs to take you to the person that god has for you is your character your character is important who are you in the closed rooms of your house who are you when nobody is watching you that was the thing that lifted david up in his life when everybody was in the battlefield david was seeking god in the wilderness it's your character how are you behind the scenes and the fourth thing is your passion don't lose your passion never lose that passion we have that zeal for the lord that's what apostle paul is telling never be lacking in zeal never lose that passion but keep up your spiritual fervor serving the lord amen you see anybody god has used you can find these characteristics in them calling talent and uh, gifting character and passion god will lift you up amen so as you're waiting keep on serving god keep on sowing keep on sowing try every opportunity that comes your way try every opportunity that your comes your way don't sit back and tell that i will only do this no you need to be open to venture new areas as you're waiting in the presence of god ecclesiastics 11 verse 6 sow your seed in the morning and in the evening let your hands not be idle keep on sowing keep on trying keep on working for you do not know which will succeed whether this or that whether both will do equally well i remember one of our brothers in the english service brother jeevan was in between jobs he was working well in his company and the company told him that uh, your role over here is over and you need to be on bench so almost 3 months he was in bench and after 3 months if he does not get a project he will be terminated in this 3 months you know what he did he tried jobs for other companies nothing worked out he took the phone and started calling every department in his company and said see i am in bench i am free to help you out for anything that, uh, that is needed because the company is paying me i am at bench so one department came forward and said we have a small role to fulfill if you can just do this job you know in this 3 months it will helpful for us Three months, he voluntarily. Nobody asked him to do this job. Did this job. After three months, the the department where he was working asked him to put down his papers. But the other department in the same company said, "We want to hire you for this job." You understand? See how God works. Many times we feel that only this thing will work. No, keep trying. 
Keep trying young people. Don't sit back. Keep doing and something will work. And that's the biblical principle. Keep working on it. Okay? And then keep on trusting God. As you're waiting, keep on trusting. Trust God instead of panicking. Don't panic. Keep on trusting God. You know, remember, Mary and Martha, it was too late for them. They thought Jesus cannot resurrect Lazarus anymore. Had he come one day early, he would still not have been buried. Had he come when he was sick, he would not have died. But after four days, Jesus came. And that was God's appointed time in his life. Today, many of your dreams would have just faded away. But I want to tell you, for everything, if you start praying, if you start serving, if you start trusting God, if you start sowing, God will resurrect even dead dreams and he will fulfill his purpose in and through your life. Can I hear an amen, church? And I'm talking about waiting. I've been in ministry for more than 20 years in this church. I know what I'm speaking. I know what it is to stay quiet and wait in the presence of God. For everything, administration, dealing with people, dealing with our future plans, everything. We cannot move forward unless God moves forward. And I'm talking from my experience of what it is to wait in the presence of God. After my college, I got admission in a diploma engineering in tool and die making. It is one of its kind profession. Only two colleges all over India has this course. And I got selected by God's grace. After my college, I went directly to the training. After training, I got my job placement. And I was placed in one of the good factories over here. Good salary. Even when my young people, my friends are studying, I'm studying and earning. Stifened when I'm studying and things like that. And I was very well placed. And a lot of my opportunities in my work profession was in uh, Singapore and Australia, Malaysia, Canada uh, and US. So I applied for jobs uh, as I was working over here. And I got selected for one very good Singaporean company. Very good salary. I'm around 20 years of age. Right? Very good salary. And they said, you're selected. And your experience, your certificates, training, everything matches us. Because when we were selected for this course, we were working and studying together. It is a course that goes with practicality like that. So they said, you put down your papers. Two months from now, your ticket will come and you can come. Everything was taken care of. So when they gave me the green signal, I went and applied for resignation. And the company gave me a farewell. And they told finally that within two weeks, you will be able to go. So I came out of my church responsibilities. All my church friends gave me farewell, came out of all the responsibilities. And the company said, tomorrow we are going to apply for your permit. Be ready anytime. They are applying for the permit. The previous day, there was a nuclear blast, a nuclear trial in Pokhran, India. India tried the nuclear uh, blast. If you are old enough, you know what I'm talking about. Okay? And that day, many nations came together and put restrictions on India. Stop taking Indian products. You understand restrictions, sanctions came upon India. And Singapore government passed a law telling that uh, for some time, we are not taking any more Indian laborers. They put my paper on the desk and my visa is rejected. And the company tells, we are so sorry. Nobody has been rejected, but this is the government policy. We cannot take you indefinitely. Look for a new job. My world came crashing down. From 20 
and a half years to almost 25 years i was job hunting every um, my tuesday uh, in deccan herald and friday the job profiles come the vacancies come and every day my job was to look at that keep applying hundreds and hundreds of resumes have been printed out go for interview some jobs will work out two months three months i am again down without job i have understood what is poverty i have understood what is to be without money what is to be be without buying a dress for more than one or two years there were times when i used to have a bajaj chetak you know we had to bend this guy to start and that was my scooter i have to go to church on a sunday morning 4 kilometers from my house halfway the bike would stop no petrol and then i know how much this bike will run so when it is a low i will switch off my bike and push with my leg and take the maximum mileage i have learned to be in such situations i've learned to wait on the lord at the age of 25 god opened doors in my life and that was a great blessing in my life no regret of those wasted years because this was not wasted years these are preparation years for my ministry i would not be pastor shine today had i not had this job loss for the last 4 years in my life it was tough but it is worth the pain because god has a greater plan for us and in his time he makes all things beautiful